Welcome to the Caitlin Hansen Show. Today joining me is Janice Bullock from Squire & Company, a CPA firm. And we're really excited to have you here today. We're talking about something really unique for our topic today, and that is preventing any more of this she session. And you guys are obviously advocates of women in the workplace at Squire because you're the CEO, you're a badass, and we're excited <laughs> to have you on the show today. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. This is a topic I'm really passionate about. So first of all, give me a little bit of a history of your time at Squire. So I started over 20 years ago as a tax intern in the firm. And at the end of the internship, um, they gave me the opportunity to work part-time while I finished school. I was going to school at BYU in accounting. And then I just stayed. Um, I absolutely love Squire. I loved accounting. I love serving clients. And I found it was, you know, on with this topic, it was an amazing career uh, for a female. And so when I graduated, I was expecting my first child. Um, and so I was able to go part-time. And then I went back to full-time. And then when I had my second one, I went back to part-time. And then I went back to full-time. And so it's been a career that I've been able to scale up and scale down. Um, and so in 2011, I became a partner, um, which is essentially the equivalent of ownership, you know, in, in a firm. That's the way most accounting firms and law firms work. And I was the first female uh, partner at Squire. Uh, and I immediately moved into running our advisory services. So I had transitioned from tax into doing client advisory services, which is really anything that's not tax or audit. It's outsourced accounting, uh, technology services, all of those. And then um, I did that for what, seven years and then took over as CEO of Squire in 2018. Well, you've risen to the top and obviously put in 20 plus years of work there, which is really exciting. And I think such a great example of working your up, improving yourself, and then obviously getting to a place where you feel like you're seen and deserving of the position that you're in. And that's something that you guys are for women specifically are looking to close that gender gap at Squire, hopefully in the industry as well. And then also you mentioned the leadership gap is another thing that you guys are really putting a lot of focus on. I'm curious what you guys are specifically doing, where that focus is going and how that can be such a good example to other companies who are looking to do the same. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because I just explained how accounting is such a great profession for a female. Um, but when you look at the statistics nationally, more than 50% of the accounting graduates are women. So they're picking it, but when you look at leadership, so the partner level, it's less than 19%. So somewhere between mm. graduation and becoming a partner, women are leaving the profession. So in a way, accounting has kind of been dealing with a she session for years. Um, different drivers, right? From graduation so, to leadership, what do you think that is? There's the AICPA, which is kind of the governing body of CPAs, has spent a lot of time looking at this. And there's three main areas um, that they've identified as, as reasons. The first one is lack of like role models at the top. So when you look, so for me, you know, there were 11 partners ahead of me um, and they were all men. And so when I sat down with one of my mentor partners and I said, well, what do you do when your kids are sick? Just like startled and said, I don't know. Like my mm -hmm. wife handles that. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to figure out how to handle that. Right. And so when there's no one that looks like you, it's harder to imagine a path to get there. And so one of the things, and that, that plays into what we'll talk about what we're doing at our firm, is we feel it's really important to show those role models at the top um, and show that there's multiple paths to becoming that way and you don't have to look a certain way. 
Um, another one is just the lack of balance. So accounting is very driven by deadlines. And so it's hard to say, okay, you have this April 15th deadline, but you're also still taking care of family. And that's something we can do less about. You know, the government gives us those deadlines. Um, but there are things that we can do in a firm to job share or um, have flexible hours or, you know, whatever it is. If we introduce flexibility and don't have to do it the same way, we may still have to meet the same deadline, but we allow for things to be done a, a different way. And then the last one is actually lack of sponsorship. Um, sometimes mentorship plays into that, um, but I've really come to understand that mentorship and sponsorship are two different things. So mentorship is what someone gives you when you're in the room together. So if I'm mentoring you, I'm going to say, what are your goals? And I'm going to help hold you accountable for those goals. But if I'm sponsoring you, when I'm in partners meeting and you're not there, I'm bragging about you. I'm talking about you. And men naturally do that for each other. They don't naturally do it for a female, though. And when there's not a female in the room, they're not sponsoring each other. The other thing that's really interesting on the research is that if a woman is sponsoring another woman, sometimes that looks like affinity and it's actually seen negatively. Mm. And so in order to overcome the lack of sponsorship, you actually have to actively engage men in sponsoring women. It has to be conscious. Um, and so we have found that when we tackle those three things, um, it helps to create leadership. And I think when you create leadership, you also don't lose people, right? Mm. So most of the time, we're not losing. In fact, we've never lost a female partner. Once somebody gets to that level, they're not leaving. Um, it's somewhere along the way they're self-selecting out for some reason. And so we're trying to tackle those things. That's so interesting. And to hear you talk about sponsorship, clearly, even just listening to you speak about it, that is crucial and important to do for men and women. You want right. to have someone above you kind of rooting for you and cheering you on. But that mentorship piece is also important. And that's something that you guys have implemented as well. So can you talk a little more to that? Yeah, so we identified that we needed to have a very targeted program, and we created a um, program that we call WIP. It's our, our women's development initiative uh, in the firm, and, and we do several different things. We hold monthly meetings that the women can attend. We talk about different topics that they want to. You know, we have them submit ideas each year. We talk about career development topics. Like, for example, last month or two months ago, we talked about um, negotiation skills, you know, developing negotiation skills. Um, we do community events because we really feel that this is important for the community and we'd like to share what we're learning with the community. And so we, we did a joint panel with UVU and invited anyone in the, you know, any females in the community that wanted to come to this panel. Um, but in addition to those monthly events, we have a mentorship program and a sponsorship program. And we really feel that those are key. Um, and so a lot of times people wait for a mentor. Right? They wait to mm -hmm. be assigned a mentor. And I personally don't think that that works as well. Um, an assigned mentor isn't necessarily going to be someone that you click with. Also, they may not have the things that you need to be working on. And so what I encourage the women at my firm to do is to identify what their current needs are and then talk to probably a supervisor most of the time and say, okay, I know that I personally struggle with business development. Who in the firm would be a really good mentor for me for business development? And then go have very targeted mentoring with that person. And then you identify later on, you know, for me, that conversation I was referring to about what do I do with the kids, that was a key thing I actually needed mentoring with. And luckily, I had a very great mentor that I asked that to. And he said, you know what? Let's get you. There's no one in the firm who can actually answer that. Let's get you a mentor. And we work together to identify a female partner in a law firm, you know, not even our firm, 
and she mentored me through a lot of that, like navigating being a mom and being a leader conversation because we didn't have that resource in the firm. And so you have to really identify your needs. You know, this goes both ways. The company can help provide the mentor opportunities, but the employee has to be able to articulate what they need at any given time and be willing to switch it up. So over the years, I would say I've had, you know, two dozen mentors who have been really key, but they each have brought me something different. You know, I imagine as you're speaking that a lot of this is communication as well. You know, it sounds like the man you were talking to at the firm that didn't know where to send you and helped you find a mentor at another firm. Um, you know, they need the kind of education too, as you're all learning and growing from these mentorships, whether it's within your firm or outside of your own company, it's like that communication needs to come in and lay a new framework for, you know, how to grow as a company. I imagine that there are a lot of people listening and a lot of companies out there that are going through a lot of these growing pains and need this kind of help. And I'm curious if you can share a couple of the things, you know, you shared the three things that you guys are really working on, but maybe lessons that you've learned along the way that could really help those listening today? One of the things that was really helpful for us, and I think it's even more applicable going forward in this new world, whatever mm-hmm. that means, um, is the concept of unconscious bias. And I tend to find that sometimes people bristle when the word bias is put in there. So I like to phrase it as making the unconscious conscious. Um, and so like that example, I don't know that there was an unconscious bias, but he had never realized that I was dealing with these childcare issues mm-hmm. if the child was sick. Um, and once we talked about it, though, it was something he was willing to work through with me. Um, and I could list dozens of those types of things. We started to notice that, again, the men naturally were going to lunch in groups. And the women were naturally saying, I'm going to stay at my desk and work through lunch so I can get home. But what that meant is they were just missing out on that organic Mm-hmm. mentoring that happened when a group of people just go out to lunch informally. Um, and so by making that unconscious conscious and talking about it, we did two things. We told the women, when you get invited, you need to say yes. And then we told the men, uh, you need to ask the women. So like when you're going around the office, include them in, in asking. And what we found is most of the time they had originally asked, they were told no. And so they quit asking. And so by making that unconscious conscious and talking mm-hmm. about it, we've changed the culture back to where women are just going to those natural organic lunches. Um, where I think this becomes even more important is for companies that are going to do full remote or even hybrid. You know, we've surveyed our staff and asked them what they want to do going forward. And women are twice as likely in our firm, and I think it probably applies, to select hybrid or fully remote than a man is. That's going to automatically naturally put us back into the place where the men are going to lunch and the women are not because they're not there physically in the office. And so we're already having conversations about how are we going to do this? Are we going to schedule lunches where we invite the women to come in? Are we going to schedule Zoom lunches and everybody gets a DoorDash? We don't really have the right answer yet, but we're talking about it. And that's mm-hmm. what's important because I think, you know, when you talk about what fueled the C-session, C- <laughs> oh goodness, it's a hard one to C-session, yes. What fueled that was all of a sudden everybody went home and the women were taking on, they're still full workload, taking on schooling taking on, you know, the child care portion and all the housework. And it was just too much. And they said, there's no reason to do this. And so, but, you know, we're also going through a crisis of staffing and not having enough employees and not qualified help. And so as an employer, I want to do anything I can to help with that. So if that means letting them work different hours, if that means cutting back their hours, if that means doing job sharing, we've got a couple job sharing situations set up at work 
then let's do that. But on the other hand, women also, they don't want to just get the work done. They want to still be working on their career. And so they're going to be more likely to stay if they know that I have their career in mind and we have a plan Mm -hmm. and they're working on it. And that's going to take some extra work um, to make that unconscious conscious. I think that's such a great tip. And I want to also just address that we are specifically talking about women, but having this conversation includes men as well. There are a lot of men out there that are single parents or are the parent that take that load and just making this conversation a part of the workplace. So it's like parents in general, there's a space for you. If you are the caretaker and the one that has the profession and just making sure that, you know, we don't just close a blind eye to the fact that we all have these personal responsibilities too, and they can coexist with a career as well. Yeah, absolutely. I've been surprised at the number um, of our men who want still hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they want more days in the office. Like a woman might be more likely to say two days in the office and a man might be more likely to say three. Um, but especially, yeah, our younger male employees really found they loved picking up the carpool. Mm-hmm. They loved being part of that family life and they don't want to step all the way back out of it. And so and I think we win-win when we're not just solving one gender's concerns. We're making it better for everybody. So that's a really great point. Yeah, I think a lot of this has been brought to the forefront of our minds, obviously, as everyone was home for a while. And now going back, we're addressing a lot of these things, whether those were your responsibilities initially or they're just ones, like you mentioned, that you want to take on and kind of maintain now. So thank you so much for sharing what you guys are doing at Swire. Do you have anything you want to leave us with going forward and things that you're hoping to make a big impact and change within the community for both women and for you guys at Swire? I think the biggest thing is it would be great if we all find ways to work together. And I think groups like Silicon Slopes, Chamber of Commerce, you know, they're really great to help bring us together. But there is a fundamental just lack of that, you know, role models at the top. You know, even in our firm, we now have three female partners, but we have 21 males. So there's still fewer women to look towards. But if we come together and we do community events and you do these kinds of podcasts, I just think that that best practices sharing, that willingness to mentor people outside of your own company, all of that is something that we can do to just raise the level for everybody in the state. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. And good luck to you guys. You're welcome. Thank you. That's all for today. Signing off. I'm Caitlin Hansen. We'll see you next time.